0: Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, how's it going? It's going well, my brother. Fresh off of Pentecost Sunday here and just excited about what that means in our life as Catholics. You know, a lot of times we look at these things in the church and we think, well, it's a day on the calendar, we're on to something else, but Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit today about how that is not the case, and especially after Pentecost Sunday. But first, before we start all that, I want to say thank you again to... Covenant eyes you know they've been sponsoring the podcast and the nail road here for a while they continue to do that and we continue to thank them for that you know it really goes hand in hand well to what we do here at just a guy in the pew. Uh, you know we're guys that are sitting here working on our life as disciples and trying to be the husbands and fathers that we, we are called to be through Christ or if you're a single guy trying to be to live that vocation in being single. And Covenant Eyes certainly helps us do that. It keeps us away from one of the biggest things that men can fall into, that is the sin of lust, pornography, all of that stuff. Um, you know, it doesn't take long for a guy go, to go down a rabbit hole. Uh, when you're looking at something on the, on the social media or anything else on the computer, next thing you know, you're looking at something that you really shouldn't be looking at. So guys, if we want to really have a chance at at, at getting rid of pornography in our life, if you're serious about it, then you need something like Covenant Eyes. You should go check it out. You can get their free trial. It's a 30-day free trial at start.covenanteyes.com. Don't let sexual sin hold back your growth. With Screen Accountability from Covenant Eyes, we'll help you live a porn-free life of integrity and enjoy deep, meaningful relationships with God, your family, and friends. So take you again to them please go and check that out and if you're having a struggle in your life grab that free trial i do it for my family in my house we use it to protect our cells and 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 lock down on our devices just so the kids don't see anything and so that i don't fall or anything else so um guys go check that out also the narrow road for you guys that are in it this month you know that we are focusing on gratitude keep working on that gratitude this week I believe we're in the final week of the month, so that is working on your gratitude with your neighbor. It's been a great month. A lot of guys have been sharing comments through Patreon and through the Facebook page, so keep that up. Guys, if you don't know what The Narrow Road is, if you're new to us, it is a monthly guidebook that is sent out every month that we put out that helps lead you through the gospel readings. It leads you through a different virtue every month for 30 days, practicing it in the 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 four most important relationships in your life, God, your wife, your children, and your neighbors, Practicing that particular virtue in that relationship for a week each and every month it also takes you through prayer And then it has opportunities for grace charts in the front where it helps you start to mark down things You're doing in your spiritual life to grow in good habits of those things and to also look at places where you can grow Where you're maybe not doing some things like adoration or confession, but uh, you know, it just it's simple everyday things that I started doing in my life that helped me get to the place where I am and keeps me going, hopefully in a direction towards holiness and virtue. Right. It sets a routine. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. What it needs and it, to do. it's not just a book. It comes right. with videos. There's five videos every month, one on the virtue and then one on the different relationship each week. It's perfect for a men's group. If you're a guy that's got a group and you're looking for stuff to do, you can uh, join the narrow road at just a on the and then you'll see narrow road. Click that and you can either go into it yourself and become a patron. Or you can um, you can sign up bulk and order them for a men's group, and then you got a video for ten or twelve minutes to show each week as you're working on that virtue, and then the rest of the time you get to share, and that's really where the spirit starts to move is when you get to share and open up with each other. And and I like how
1: you share with me all the stories you get from people, the men who are using and how it has changed their lives. It's quite amazing. Yeah, you know. testimonies really That's yeah we, we
0: had an issue getting them out on time last month just the, the post office is still for whatever reason lagging behind the printer and everything was on time but there were so many guys that reached out and like hey man mm-hmm. it's like the second of the month that i hadn't got it yet and i just didn't realize how much it, it meant to me until yeah. i don't have it you know and so it was really great to hear all that and just the continued stories of guys that are really finding some healing in that and in moving, you know, growing in virtue, which is what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to sit idle in our faith, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. We're supposed to be doing what God calls us to do. And so the narrow road will certainly help you do that. Also, I want to remind everybody, or tell everybody, that we finally got our 501c3 letter. So, if you gave is last there, year, there's a woohoo button. <laughs> yeah, somewhere I here. wish. Yeah. Um, if you gave last year, don't worry about the fact that well, you didn't have a letter before because it goes back 26 months, and we already sent out all that stuff for tax purposes. But we got the official document from the IRS so we're legit right it's 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 we're, we're you know good under the guidelines of the irs and everything else so we're going to be looking for all these other opportunities to grow through grants and all these other things that that opens up the doors for but for you folks out there that are listening maybe you didn't want to become a patron maybe that you know you just weren't into that sort of thing or you know, the narrow road is something you're not doing right now. If you want to just give to the ministry, you can do that at donorbox.org pew. Every bit of that money goes to help us continue to do these shows, the podcast, to do the, the uh, interview episodes, and just put together the narrow road and all of those things. That money goes to continually supporting our mission, which is bringing the person of Jesus Christ to the person in the pew. So again, you can donate if you want to one time, monthly or annually, whatever you want to do. Uh, at donorbox.org and know that we would appreciate all of that. Uh, two, I also want to tell you that things are opening back up out there as far as churches and, churches, churches and parishes. Mises. Sorry, is, is. churches. Is. Yeah. I promise you I haven't been drinking. So <laughs> parishes and all these things have opened up. So if you're looking uh, to have an event at your parish, I do do those too. We're doing speaking engagements at several parishes in the coming months. Uh, and already been booked for some men's conferences next year. So if you are looking for somebody to come and speak or any of that, you can do all of that at just a guy on the pew. And I'll be glad to look at what you guys are, or your event is and, 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 would love to be a part of it. So you can also sign up for, uh, for me to come and speak there too. All right. So now that all of that is through, I want to talk about what we mentioned at the beginning of the show before all of the sponsorship and stuff. Uh, you know, here we are fresh off of Pentecost Sunday. And a lot of times in our lives, Lent can come and go, Advent can come and go, Pentecost, all of these different feast days or, or special moments in the church, historical moments in the church can come and go. Um, and a lot of times when we read about these things, you know, we see these things happening in the Bible and we think it was only for the for that time and those people, you know. But no, the, the message is for us too. You know, the, the celebration of Pentecost as I was sitting in there it just hit me that you know, this isn't some nice little celebration where we all get to wear red and applaud the original disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a reminder of our purpose, of what we're supposed to be doing in our life, and that purpose is the salvation of souls you know period that's why we were here on this earth a lot of times we say well it's to raise much older and or and yes that's all part of what we have to do as good husbands and fathers and the call of Christ you know go and multiply and and then take care of those that we've been given the gifts we've been given but our ultimate purpose is to is the salvation of souls mm-hmm. i mean it's the last thing jesus said before he headed up you know ascended right. into heaven as it says share the good news right, right. is right. to go out and to make disciples and that wasn't just for those disciples that were standing there that's for all of us. you know and it's it's so that we're able to 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 figure this out ourselves and, and thereby subscribe to the teachings of the church and, 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 and be forever in heaven with Christ, but also so that we can we can help save our families, our our friends and our neighbors, right? I mean Christ is the Savior, but yet he gave us the orders to go out and continue to spread the good news to be his hands and feet in the world. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, that's the charge he left us with, but a lot of times we're not doing that. But if you look at the history of our church, over the last 2,000 years, the church has been answering the call Christ left with us. You know, those original disciples took seriously their marching orders, and that's why you and I are sitting here today. Because when he said that, they took it very seriously. They said, okay, let's go. Now, they had to wait a few days before the coming of the the Holy Spirit, you know, before Pentecost and and the Holy Spirit came down. As Jesus said, I have to go so there's another... That comes, which is better for you than if I stayed. So you know, we all know the story. the The apostles are in the room. the The fiery tongues come down, right, and, and are on top of each one of them above their heads. They say in the scriptures, and then they go out and they begin to speak in other tongues, and then they go out and they convert. You know, three thousand, and then five thousand, and they start living the faith the way that Christ told them to. Um, you know, they did that, and that's why we're here. If they had not done that then we wouldn't be here, right? We wouldn't have this show. We wouldn't be talking about all this right now. But the thing is, like, that was their time, but now it's our time to step up and to do the things that we need to be doing, the exact same thing. Jesus ascended and left us with a mission, and it's our responsibility to fulfill it. You know, it's really our birthright, right? <laughs> when mm-hmm. we're born into this, when we receive our, ba- burn into this, when we're born into this and we receive our baptismal promises, right? When we make our baptismal promises, we receive the Holy Spirit. And we should be out here doing the same thing that those disciples did. They didn't sit at home and say, "Well, it's me and Jesus," or it's about my relationship and Christ and I and that's it. No, they went out into other countries and around the world and faced martyrdom and, and all of these things that happened to them. Every one of them as we've said before, died right. other than, you know, as a martyr other than John, they just couldn't kill him. You know, they tried every way from from Sunday. But this is our responsibility. And it's something that, like, if you look around the world right now, the world's not on fire for Christ. We're, for the first time ever, we're in a post Christian society. And we're thinking, if this is our charge, and there's tons of Christians around the world, I mean, not let alone Catholics, but all the other Christians out there too, why is the world not on fire for Christ?
1: I think a lot of people uh, take on their Christianity as a cultural thing, not a religious thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may have a lot of people identify as a Christian because their family. Had a you know was taught the foundations of Christ and all that stuff, but yet they're not practicing. Whether yeah. Catholic, non-Catholic, it really doesn't you know delineate because it's in every denomination. We have people who are more inclined to to do what they want to do. Like you know, how many people do we have? I mean, I'm not calling one out, but I'm saying we have to look internally. Sure, like what's more important: going on like uh, softball tournaments or baseball tournaments on the weekends? You know, missing church over the whole year and you're raising kids and you're like secondary sports is first, church is second, or hunting is first, church is second. You know, you have to, it's, those are the things you have to look into. Again, I'm not calling people out in the sense of like saying this is what you need to do. I'm saying that we need to look into ourselves and say, what is important for us? You know, are we really maintaining our faith? Or are we just, like, pretending to be a faithful person? John
0: Hoffman's going to be mad at you. You made that hunting comment specifically about him. No, I didn't. <laughs> John knows me very well. But, what <laughs> I'm saying, but you know, what I'm saying is, like, yeah.
1: even, even, you know, my daughter played volleyball. You know, we were gone all the time. at sure. like when competitive leaves, leagues, and we tried to do our best to go to Mass on Sundays because mm-hmm. we were traveling on the road or Sundays. But, see, the thing is, sometimes those things conflict so often that we kind of just say, oh, right, well, you know, it's conflicting, so... Maybe next time. Right. Or we'll do something else. And then sometimes times.
0: we have money tied up in right, this all right. of that stuff. And yeah. it may
1: not happen because there's another excuse that pops up, you know? So sure. we have to be careful about how we busy ourselves on the weekends.
0: Right. And it talked you talked about culture. I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day and he like in the same sentence he said, I'm Catholic, but I don't go to Catholic church. Mm-hmm. You know? It's <laughs> right. just like it's like it's not like a thing where you're, you identity. know, Latino or, right, or Caucasian right. or right. African American. Like it's not it, you're, Catholic is, is a religion that you have taken on freely and that you live out in your life. It's right. not it's not some sort of, you know, a thing you, you check on an application is to who you are, right. right, like as far as identifying as a race or something. You know, and so you're exactly right in that. But the problem is, like, what I would say is there's too many of us abdicating our responsibility, right? Jesus left that charge for us. I mean, why would we have the Bible if it, other than just to read it, like if it wasn't for the purpose of doing what it actually calls us to do. And so Jesus has asked us to go out and to make disciples, but we're abdicating that responsibility. We're giving into things like fear and the idea that somebody else will do it, right? I mean, we make excuses all the time, and so I wanna talk about some of these excuses you know, for a minute that I've heard a lot, and that we've all heard, and then I wanna talk about some of the responses to them. But first of all, I'd say that a lot of people like to say, I'm not the right person. You know, we allow the devil to tie us up in our mistakes and our failures. Mm-hmm. And we think that our past sins rob us of our eligibility, right? right. Like, because I've done this, I am therefore not able to play. I'm not well, able to get in the game. Yeah, I'm Gid- disqualified.
1: Right. Gideon's one of the, the big thing, about the, you know, him not saying, I'm not qualified to, to lead your, you know, lead your people into war, sure. you know, against the so-and-sos. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, some of the, be- I mean, some of the best centers. I mean, some of the best saints were sinners, right? right. Saint Augustine and all that. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm a saint, but it, you know, if this was the case, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't somebody that was deserving to to talk to anybody about Christ, but Jesus didn't care about that. Peter wasn't. I mean, you know, Peter looks there and, and says, <laughs> "Peter is a rough labor guy on the docks." Right. I mean, you know, get- <laughs> you Paul. Any of these guys, like right. you look at all of them, there was nobody that just says like, "That's who I would have picked." Right. Right. So. But a lot of the times, that's what we tell ourselves, and it, is that you know we're not eligible because of the things that we've done, and it, we make that excuse and we take ourselves out of the game. We basically check ourselves out of the game. You know, the next thing I would say people say is, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm unprepared. I don't know what to say. What if I mess up? What if I do a bad job? What education. if I lead somebody right. the wrong way or I, I teach heresy or. You know, if you're worried about teaching heresy, then you're probably a better <laughs> disciple maker than you thought. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, that's what people say. It's like the number two thing I would say I hear a lot is, well, I would, but I don't know how. You know, I'm not prepared, and I'm I just, I'm scared about that. Well, I would say that none of the other ones are prepared, and we'll talk about that in, in, in just a second. You know, who really is prepared the first time Christ calls them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the third one I would say, I'm worried about the cost. And we've talked about this a bunch. You know, I can't be me anymore. I'll lose friends and people will think I'm weird. I'll lose face at work. You know, nowadays I'll be canceled. All of this stuff. If I I step step up and step out and start trying to make a difference, then I'm going to be labeled. And it's, you know, Uh some people are going to be offended. Some people are going to be annoyed. Some people will think that I'm a Jesus freak now. And now they don't want to hang out with me because they can't do the things that they were comfortable doing around me before. All of those things. So we start counting the cost, right? We start weighing, if I give up this, what is it going to cost me? Or if I choose this, what is it going to cost me? Um, and then another one I would say is I serve in a lot of ways already. You know, I'm already active in my parish activities. I, I help the soup kitchen. I donate money to the parish. I'm, you know, helping whatever Father asks. Right. So I am evangelizing, right? I am doing, I am meeting my responsibility. So those are, those are some of the main Issues that I hear from people all the time, and and excuses or reasons as to why they are not evangelizing.
1: Oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, I (laughs) guess so. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) evangelizing is like it's it's a scary word for a lot of people. It means I have to say something that I believe in out loud to other people, and I'm at a moment of notice being judged immediately from those people who may not like what I say. Sure. And so that's the thing is that we all get so defensive a lot of times when we we share something different knowingly different from the people that we're talking to about. Yeah. Right? And there could, there could be conflict, and there could be a misunderstanding. There could be any sense of where a broken relationship comes from something where, you know, you're trying to explain it, and they're already defensive because some things happen. And, but evangelization is, is what Christ said, proclaim the truth knowing that I am the Son of God. I've mm-hmm. come to heal people. You know, i cl- come to claim mercy for those who, who need my mercy. And and so the message is pure and good and simple, but it's just difficult like i said what was someone said is what was it it's uh, simple but not easy right? yeah. the message is simple
0: to hear but not easy to do sure and it, you know i would say one of the first problems is that there's all those had eyes in it right like mm-hmm. i am not the right person i don't know what i'm doing i'm worried about the cost i serve in a lot right. of ways when we're always wrapped up in what we are and what we aren't we're not focusing on what christ gave us the holy spirit mm-hmm. first of all right it's not about us it's about us giving our yes but then it's about trusting in the Lord and in the promises that Christ made to us and using the power that he gave us and believing that that is true, mm-hmm. right? That that, that that power resides within each and every one of us. And I can tell you, you know, I'm not worthy to get up and do a lot of things I do. And a lot of times when I'm done, I have no idea what I said. And it's not because I didn't prepare. It's just when I got up there, the spirit started speaking, sure. right? And it's that surrendering to that is what is what allows, you know, for that that spirit to, to use us, the Holy Spirit to use us in the way that Christ wants us to be used. You know, um, evangelization is all about others. I mean, it calls us to come out of ourselves and share the gospel for the love of others. That's really what that's supposed to be. So we gotta get our, our minds off the eyes. You know, to answer that first one of, um, I'm not the right person. Every one of the disciples was a sinner. Every single apostle made mistakes or failed Jesus in some way. You look at Peter, he denied him. You look at all the other disciples or apostles, they ran, you know, except for uh, John. John wound up staying with him, but Mm -hmm. all the rest of them basically ran when he was arrested. Um, You know, Peter said in the beginning, the first thing he said to him was, Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Uh, You know, Paul was sitting out there slaughtering Christians, you know, murdering people, and yet Christ said, you're worthy because I say you are. So we have to remember those things. Jesus chose them anyway, despite their mistakes, despite their failings. And you know, you look at verses like like Ezekiel 36, 26, and that's what this means. I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That is God saying, all I need is your yes. Once you give me your yes, I'm gonna take care of all that other stuff. Mistakes. Gone, don't matter, in the past. I'm going to give you what you need, but you have to give me your yes, and you have to believe in it. And if you want some more backup to that, here's some quotes from the Catechism on the, on that very thing. The communion of the Holy Spirit in the church restores to the baptized the divine likeness lost through sin. That is Catechism 734. That's saying the communion of the Holy Spirit in the church gives back to the baptized the divine likeness lost through sin. So it is returning to you what you lost, right? It's restoring you. That's what baptism is, is God saying, you're mine, you're worthy. Now you have to go and do something what I've given you, right? You've got to use this gift. The second uh, quote from the catechism says, the Spirit prepares men and goes out to them with his grace in order to draw them to Christ. That's 737. So what it's doing is drawing you into Christ. It is teaching you to be more like Christ so that you can go out and do what he said, right? He said, I have done these deeds, but greater deeds you will do, right? And I'm paraphrasing, but that's what mm-hmm. he said. Greater deeds than this you will be able to do. And that's what he means is he's given us his power, his spirit to go out and to do these things. So you gotta get out of your head and and, and, and out of your own way and thinking, well, I'm not the right person. You know, the second answer to, the other, to one of the other questions, the second question was, I don't know what I'm doing. Look, none of the original disciples knew what they were supposed to do. And they walked with Christ for three years. You know, it's not just about being prepared. It's about being willing. You know, it's about believing in the promises of Christ. He showed up and he gave them what they needed. Uh, it's about believing the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's the thing. You know, Christ tells us again and a, again and again, like in Matthew ten nineteen, when they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You'll be given at that moment what you're to say, for it will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Mm-hmm. Again, we have. John, here where it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it because it remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Last verse, Acts 1 through 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, through Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is Jesus telling you, It's okay. I've got this, mm-hmm. right? That's why I'm leaving so that you have the power of my father's spirit residing within you, right? Where you can go out and do these things. Where we get into trouble, where we stop wanting to evangelize, when we talk ourselves out of these things is when we start to put that focus back on me. I can't do it. I'm not prepared enough. I don't have knowledge of scripture. I don't know enough about the fathers. I don't know enough. You know, I'm going to get tongue twisted and somebody's going to ask me a question I can't answer. Look, that's right if it's all you if you go into these situations saying i've got to do this i've got to do this but what christ is calling us to is surrender is to trust is to believe in that which he has promised us which is i'm going to give you everything you need which is the mystery to be able to faith, do it right? right mystery
1: faith is just that you know surrendering yourself to Him, right. trusting that everything will be provided for you it's not easy for our mental brain to kind of comprehend that rationally yeah right
0: you're exactly right, right. I mean, that's that's the thing. Jesus loved us so much that he said, you know, basically as much as I'm sure he loved to be with us, he wants to be with us forever. Yeah. I'm leaving so that you can have the Spirit. Now, Jesus still is in our hearts, but the Holy Spirit is what he gave us because he knew that that is what we needed in this time and in the coming times. So, you know, to answer the third question there, we were looking at, uh, I don't, I'm worried about the cost. The answer I would say to that is, if you lose people because you're following your purpose in Jesus, and they probably weren't the people you needed in your life. That's what I've found out the hard way. Did I miss some friends and did it hurt when people walked away, when I started living my faith in a a new and different way? Yeah, it hurt. Do I long for some of those times back? Yeah, I do. But would I trade what God's done in my life and for my family and the place that he's taken me to for that? No, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't trade the prize of heaven for being something other than what I should have been and what he's called me to be. Um, You know, Our job is to be concerned with the opinion of Jesus only. You know, that's who we'll have to answer to. When that day comes, I don't think we'll be worried about, you know, what we lost. I think we'll be focused on how much we've gained. You know, that's the thing. When we're sitting there in heaven and and, and Jesus says, you know, come on in or whatever it is, I'm sure it's, you know, more right. holy than that. But when we're allowed in, I don't think we're going to be worried about anything that we didn't we lost or didn't get to keep, keep or take with us when we get to heaven. All we're going to think about is that glory that stands before us. Right. So, and that's 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 where we have to get in this whole thing with evangelization there too. All right, the last one is I serve in a lot of ways already, and I want to spend a couple seconds on this one. Look, outreach is not the same as evangelization. Serving others is a wonderful way to exemplify God's love, but it's different from evangelization. You know, if you're going and serving the soup kitchen all those things, you were doing what God called you to do. You were living out the faith. But evangelization is something different. And the catechism says this in the back in the definitions part of the catechism. Evangelization is the proclamation of Christ and his gospel by word and the testimony of life and fulfillment of Christ's command. We have to actually share the story of the gospel, right? We have to be able to share this with people. Yes, we need to Model the Christian life to people, but we have to be able to tell the story. We have to be able to share that and uniquely what God has done in our life from beginning to end. That's how we go out and evangelize: is being able to share that kerygma from the beginning of of God creating man in the garden, all the way to the you know through the fall, through the Old Testament, to what Jesus came and did for us dying and resurrecting and then giving us the power of the Holy Spirit so that we we can go out and do what you and I are trying to do right now through this show, which is evangelize others. Call people back to the faith and to love and live for Jesus. That's what this means. So we actually have to do that. We have to share it in our words, not just in our lives. So those are some of the most common you know, issues people have when they're talking about evangelization and why they don't do it. And those are answers that I sat down, what I've learned in my life, Or answers that answer that right that that it's all about Christ and the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is be willing to say yes. You know, guys that are listening, I urge you to believe in what Jesus said. Like I urge you to believe in the gift that that He gave us the Spirit. We're in a time that needs men to trust. I mean, look around right now. We're in a a time right now where the world is turned upside down with all kind of other things. We're in a post Christian society. This is a time where men need to trust in what Jesus said, and it's a time that men need to believe that their yes will be unequivocally answered by the promise of Jesus Christ. And that promise is, if you say yes, I will not abandon you, I will not leave you in that situation, I will not let you fail, I will not let you be unsuccessful, right? I'm going to give you what you need, but again, you have to trust in that, right? And that's the scariest thing, right? That's the fear, is that I'm gonna put myself out there, and I'm going to be rejected, I'm gonna mess up, I'm gonna say the wrong thing, or somebody's simply not gonna care. That's not up to us to to worry about. Christ has given us a mission, a responsibility, and we have to answer that with our unequivocal yes and our trust and our faith that he's not gonna let us fail. So guys, I hear that music. Pentecost isn't just about celebrating the birth of the church. It's about remembering our purpose and accepting our responsibility as modern day disciples of Jesus Christ. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, before you ascended into heaven, you left us with a responsibility. That responsibility was to go forth and make disciples. Help us to get past our feelings of inadequacy and our excuses when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. And Lord, whenever we find ourselves looking at evangelization as the duty of others, remind us that you've given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to handle this great responsibility. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.